This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production. Welcome to the Late Night Potluck Show. Potluck Show. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Late Night Potluck Show, Episode 8. We got a cool show for you tonight. We got a special guest. We got some good food, good people. Um, let's just jump right in. Um, let's go around the room. Rio, what do you have in your mind? Oh, yeah. A few days ago, I went to the Cider Works place in uh, Milltown, Connecticut. So they, they have it. It's like a craft brewery, but they make apple cider. So they source like apples locally and it's in an old building similar to this what we have is um an old um bike factory factory. so it's called spoke and spy work cider works so it's i guess it's like spoke okay it's a given it's a bike factory see he told me about it there's like you know wheels of bike parts and and uh on place and spy is like are you a former spy i asked <laughs> the order no no no, no. actually spy there's a variety of apple oh. so i don't know because like he said oh there's a lot of varieties of apple some of it are just popular some of it are just like somewhat for- forgotten but it's somewhere there and science survives on that so he's very passionate about you know um and where's this located in middletown connecticut okay so somewhere there so yeah so i got hooked with that taste test of different apple ciders and some of it got, got some kick nice and nice. luckily like we we um you know we had a good rapport and was able to carry the product in the store my product in the store so nice. Nice. In, in a staff room so you know it's okay. a good pairing so uh, i look forward to more you know collaboration with them nice. oh congratulations Yes. So it's a, it's a brewery that, or is it like a storefront, or just? It's a tap room. So okay. he he makes the the ciders there. So yes, all everything that you can see. Okay. I never hear about apple room. cider after fall. Like after they pick the apples, I don't really. It's hear about hard apple cider. apple cider, so it's. Like, oh, hard apple mm, cider. Yep. Okay. So it's like wine. Mm. See? Okay. So I usually do like down east. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So I would yeah, love yeah. something mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. My wife doesn't drink beer. She drinks cider. Nice. Cider is good. Is, it, is, is uh, like Angry Orchard? Is that considered? Yes. Yeah. That's hard apple cider. Yeah. 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 Cool. How about you, Marsha? What's on your mind? Um, nothing on my mind. I had a pretty <laughs> long week. Crazy working. Yes. Yeah, busy. Raquel, how was your week? <laughs> Sweet. Uh, it was good. Uh, we had some spring days, right? Yeah, so we had some you, nice weather. Yeah, makes you um, kind of want the spring. And I'm thinking about farmer's markets and what that looks like for right, the summer. I know. I can't wait to get vegetables, like local vegetables, instead of questioning what's at the store right now. Right. Yeah, I can't wait to start doing cooking demos. Yes, I'm excited. You guys at the market. Nice, nice. Dave? A couple of things. Um, Quick shout out to Acoustic and uh, Chef Paul. Um, You go to Acoustic. If you're in Acoustic, don't forget to get the sandwiches from that kitchen. Hmm. You could also get an Angry Dave, Dave's Angry version of those sandwiches. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, Awesome. Also, uh, M&M Steaks. Get uh, some Angry versions of their sandwiches. You know, steak and cheese. Great sandwiches there. Um... 
And, well, like you mentioned, beautiful weather. Today yeah. we went on a hike. Um, we were at Southford Falls, which is uh, mm. pretty much uh, the, the, the river that runs through there separates Oxford and Southbury. Yeah. yeah, so it's a beautiful park, beautiful hiking trails. And um, I was just thinking, you know, I got a, I had a sticker. Uh, Dave's Angry saw a sticker. And um, you guys ever do geocaching? I know it's a little nerdy, probably thing, but you, basically, you in your hikes, you can do like a treasure or scavenger hunt, you know, kind of thing with some GPS coordinates. Um, so I kind of hid one of my stickers in, the, in this trail. I haven't posted the coordinates yet. I will probably tomorrow. But um, if you're ever in that trail, it's really I recommend it's real nice waterfalls, beautiful picture, yeah. Real nice. What's um, the name of the trail? I don't know what the trail is called, but um, it's at Southford Falls State Park. Okay. Um, it's in Quaker Quaker Farms side of towns. So I don't know, but um, Dave Zamgri stickers and Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> GeoCatch, GeoCatch those. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, cool. yeah, post the coordinates. Um, if you ever in that trail, you post it, selfie with the sticker tag me and I'll send you a uh, well let me say this the first one <laughs> <laughs> the first one to post and tag me so Marsha I'll we gotta take turns <laughs> we gotta take a trip to Quaker <laughs> Farms <laughs> so I'll send you a, a bottle you I look forward to getting it alright <laughs> alright um, so yeah so let's um, I see some food there mm-hmm. uh, let's, uh, let's, Yay. let's talk about it. okay so it was supposed to be my turn yes but um, <laughs> our guest said, you know what, I'm going to treat you guys with a little dish here, so I'm going to hold back to next week. Okay. Um, so, talk about it. What, what did you bring? Yeah, well, uh, my who, name's... Who are you? Yeah, okay. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a, a proper introduction uh, after we eat, but we, we want to see if the food is actually uh, oh, well, worth uh, introducing. Well, I hope <laughs> it is. Or you're not even going to introduce me if it's not good? Okay. Um, well, yeah, real quick. My name is Jeff Julian Brown. Out of Bridgeport, uh, what I have for you today is eggplant two ways. So, first way is made cold, um, as we have spoken about. It's, it's vegan friendly, so it's roasted eggplant. Um, I used a little bit of uh, Arabiata is, is more you know Italian uh, flavored, but I like to kind of mix it up a little bit. So there's a little Middle Eastern influence in there. Um, there's some Turkish spices. Mm. Uh, there's some paprika, uh, and I know the spice man's over here, so it's you know I had to give it a little tiny, little tiny kick. Um, mm. And yeah, you just uh, roasted vegetables, sauteed onions, garlic, peppers, stuff like that. Uh, served on bread, eaten cold, eaten hot. Um, I like to serve it with, you know, pasta as well. What was that word that you said in the beginning? Arabiata. 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 Yeah. Don't ask me to spell it, but no. Too many syllables. Um, and then I made a, a eggplant rollatini. So um, that's kind of like eggplant rollatini is kind of like my bread and butter when it comes to a lot of the events that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they like to request. But uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, Peeled eggplant, thinly sliced, uh, dredged, breaded. I uh, use panko. I like a little, a little crunch texture. Uh, yeah, texture. Filled. It's filled with ricotta. Yes. Um, a couple cheeses in there. Did you uh, get it? I think you did get a picture, right? Yeah. 
Um, homemade what, sauce. What inspired you to use um, eggplant? Because I know it's something that people just pass by in the yeah, supermarket. Yeah, I, I love eggplant, and I just I think that it's underutilized uh, from a, from a cuisine standpoint. And sometimes when like you know people like to grill it, and there's a lot of different functions. But the people that don't like eggplant, I've actually learned to try and make them like it by just giving them right. <laughs> the, no, the roll it, of When I think so, of eggplant, it takes me back to as a kid. Thin leaf fry. Yes, exactly. So my and my grandmother, she's you know uh, coming from a half Italian background. She used to make this all the time for us. We'd have it for dinner. The next day it'd be served cold on yes. just with some bread and butter. Um, so yeah, homemade sauce. Uh, it's topped with burrata um, and you know some basil here and there. So nice extra cheese because I'm like cheese a lot. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, go ahead and. Um, and sorry for right, taking, sorry, we're taking, sorry pictures. For taking your uh, taking your slot for the food. I just I was like, no, 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 I'm here. I might as well make some. No, I appreciate that. This is cool because um, you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a chef. You know, I just make hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's the song. I sit around. Come on. And my wife, um, she is a Latina, so she was like, Julie, you might want to put some more salt on it. I'm like, baby, these are health conscientious people. Um, I'm trying to. You are know, we? I don't know. I mean, that, that, when I see you. Excuse guys, me? Yeah. Yes, very much so. <laughs> from what I. From, from Raquel well, and I mean, it's, it's from, a late night. From, from, <laughs> from Shelf Raquel and I's experience. Um, this figure right here doesn't get this way just by eating anything. <laughs> <laughs> the round figure, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Under than over, but. Real, give me a plate, babe, and another plate, please. No, yeah, I, I prefer um, under, and you, if you want it added yourself, that's exactly you know. right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. A lot easier to to fix. Thank you. I've always wondered if that's why restaurants, like, that I always assume that when the restaurants have the salt and pepper at the table that the dish is going to be a little under-seasoned and they just yeah. accommodate for that. No, I've made the mistake of adding the salt without before, taste, before tasting it. Oh, I've made yeah. that mistake before. And that's kind of the thing. It's like, you know, there's so many cultures that just have, like, I feel like salinity in people in cultures' tongues. It's just, like, genetic. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like the Hispanic culture likes a little bit more salt and adobo, uh-huh. and you know, there's other cultures that would like it tame. So I'm you know, trying to meet it in the middle somewhere. You know. Ahead, All right, sure. the count of three. Oh boy. Ready? Are we trying one first, or does it matter? Sorry. No. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Ready? <laughs> one, two, three. I was like, it's awesome. Okay. Oh, I love the dip. That was a good crunch, Marsha. That's not like good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. This is what Thank they you. served over that uh, Organicon, right? Yes. By the way, we um, mm. I, I, did we get to talk about that Organicon? That was a pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, event. Banging. <laughs> Learn from the best. I like the texture of uh, eggplant. It's like mm-hmm. it, it slides in your tongue, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. that. It's oil. You're speaking about the herbiana. Yeah, the herbiana. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it yummy? Mm-hmm. Love you guys listening. Does mm-hmm. it piss you off hearing us crunch? <laughs> <laughs> Comment <laughs> on our Instagram page. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, should I be crunching in the microphone? <laughs> the etiquette? I don't know. 
like those videos. I for, I keep forgetting the name of the videos. Oh, I think the ASMR YouTube. or oh, ASMR. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They're like eating like crab legs and all types of stuff, and people watch it. I mean, it's sexy. It's just called um something um mukbang. Uh, mukbang. Mukbang. That's what it is. And it's like a huge feast. There's one um she does it with her kids. They eat sushi. They'll have McDonald's. They'll have, mm-hmm. and it's just all you hear is just the. Uh, she got her, her whole family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're having conversation like, yeah, my day was great today. And then yeah. you just hear smacking of the lips and everything. It's a new phenomenon. <laughs> I'm not used to, I don't know. So old. What people like? Mouth noises. Things you would get in trouble for at the like yeah. the dinner table mm-hmm. they're doing. Yeah. Chewing with your mouth open. You mean like this? Mm-hmm. Julian, yeah. this is delicious. No, this is good. Mm-hmm. Yes. I haven't... I haven't been into this yet, but the, the what is it? How do you say it? The Arabiala. Arabiala. That's very good. Mm-hmm. And this one's like a rolled eggplant, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just breaded and mm-hmm. breaded and fried, and there's uh, some ricotta in there. This takes mm-hmm. eggplant to a new level. Basil and parsley. Oh. And Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> I always go to different places and I always try the rollatini because it's made a million different ways mm-hmm. and even, I mean, there's true Italians that'll cook. <laughs> Sorry. Just I'm like, I'm just, just all up in it. Uh, but there's like true Italians that like you have to, you have to dredge the eggplant first and then you have to bread it, then you have to dip it in the egg and I like to do things, you know, a little bit backwards just for a texture standpoint and uh, but no, I go to all these Italian restaurants and there's so many different elements that go into the the sauce, the types of cheese. Once again, how much salt, um, and then the the ricotta, the filling. Some people just load it up, and it's just so velvety and creamy. Mm. And so, you know, it's a learning process. But I've gotten some good feedback from it's it. It's delicious. That was I good. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I'm glad this. Mm-hmm. I know, cause yeah, there's a whole bunch. So. <laughs> I'm getting another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was awesome. You know what? So keep on eating. Oh, you, yes, we will. You've already introduced her. You already <laughs> met our guest. Yeah. Chef, go ahead and um and take us back. And way I'll back. Take us way back. <laughs> when did you know you wanted to do cooking? Oh, man, that's a big question. And I think I, I might cover the whole time slot with this. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I mean, I've grown up um, seeing, obviously, everyone has, you know, the family meals and the Sunday Sunday dinners and uh, everyone that, you know, food is the, the, the binding agent that, that makes families come together and, and laugh and talk and eat and uh, you know my once again my Italian side they have been cooking all their lives so to see what that meant you know my grandmother's still doing it she's still making zeppelis and and donuts and all these things for my mother on her birthday and stuff but uh, you know I see that uh, my father African-American so it's like soul food on one side Italian mm. on the other and you it's know, awesome it's like it's you know it's the best of both worlds but it's also you know you get to learn about the diversity of mm. things and it kind of shows you different perspectives so I you yeah. know perspective of that my father uh, is kind of like the dinner guy so my father being african-american would be taking notes from my Italian grandmother on how to make a, a white wine and garlic sauce and how to you know and so he's always learning he's you know Italian by association but he was a firefighter for 27 years so he was kind of the cook at the firehouse uh, in New Haven uh, and he actually 
build the thing that I now have for my oh, business. No, really? So the, yeah, the, okay. the, two, the 275 gallon oil tanker. So he started off with that, he cuts it open, welds it onto the trailers, bolts it on the trailers. Uh, and he would do all the Firebird picnics for the New Haven Firebirds. So Lighthouse so cool. Point, 250, 300 people. You know, I'm sitting there seeing them, you know, cook things, like whip up burgers and dogs and you know, everything else you can cook on there. And it's just like, wow, like, he is holding his own. He's cooking for all these people. Like, no sweat off his back. He's charismatic. Um, so to be able to see that, I was like, wow, like, I think I could do this. You know, I, I really looked at that and it's just always something that I've had a passion for. Uh, it's not what I went to school for by any means. It's not what I where my professional life took me, but it's where I ended up, and that's what I've been doing for like How the last few months. Were you would you could you do you remember what what age you were? Um, when I first got into well, yeah, when when you were like you know what this is something. You know, like it's that. funny. Like I I loved the process, and I'd always be in the kitchen with my grandmother, whoever was cooking. My mother was the breakfast lady, the breakfast queen. Mm -hmm. yes. So she's giving me like 10 egg omelets on Sundays. and like, Ma, what are you trying to do to me? But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I just see it, and I, I've seen it, but you know, college happens, you're studying, partying, and it's not really like the thing that you really focus on, but then once you, I'd say probably around like my early 20s, I really started getting serious about it, and it's kind of a thing where you have to, it's a skill set, it's like a life skill. You know? Right, because you were probably being trained without you even knowing. Exactly, because right? it goes back to your childhood. Yeah. Right. Exactly, and if you turn it into, and if you know, and if you find that that's your passion and that actually and it clicks for you, uh, that's kind of the only push I felt that I needed. So, um, and it, it, some people are intimidated by cooking. I feel like, mm -hmm. and a lot of people are squeamish and they they're afraid to do it, and that actually you know is a, is a detriment. But once you just get over it and you know look up a recipe and try and make it, and if you mess up, so what, you know. Mm -hmm. and, Use your use your your family as your test subjects, and you know just refine yourself uh, over time. And I think it works out good. So once once that started happening, and I started actually cranking out some some good food, I was like, hey, you know, maybe I could do something with this. Mm -hmm. so, do you um, guys find it that families are good critics? Like, would they give you honest or brutally honest uh, critiques, or would they tell you, oh yeah, it's good, just uh, brutally honest because they don't want to try another <laughs> thing, a nasty uh, thing again. No, I, I mean, it doesn't do me any service for, for them to, to, right. to lie, you know, so. For their stomachs. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's actually funny because now with, you know, my catering company that I have, like, I, I'll try and cook whatever it is you want me to cook. So I was, I was explaining that we, I'm doing a Filipino wedding in, uh, in May and they, I'm doing a whole pig. And it's the, the parallels between uh, the Filipino culture, culture and the Latin culture, very similar. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like Sean, Adobo everything so uh but the, the mother of the bride the bride they're like hey can you make some pensipi home what is pensipi home i have no idea but i researched it i went to the only place i could find in connecticut that makes pensi mm -hmm. in wallingford everywhere else i guess is in queens that's the, the hot spot of course and uh yeah i ate it i sat there with the little filipina lady who, who made it for me she gave me pointers along the way i there's a market there, so I was able to, to take the actual ingredients and. and, and the place he's talking about. It's the only Filipino place we yeah. have. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so good, and they and they have everything there. So I was like, oh, this is great. So you know, you try and try and duplicate it at home and you know, wherever you're at, and just test it out. And so I, I, two days ago, I, I made it for them, for the bride and the groom, for the oh. mother, and that's and going to your point about your family critiquing. I need that type of feedback because if I'm cooking for a certain culture. You're not doing me any help, especially when I have to make right. this for now 150 people 
you know, I have to scale up. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, and they, they gave me great feedback. They said it was great. They're like, this is your first time making it? I was like, yeah, I mean, That's but uh, I got lucky. I got lucky. But, um, but yeah, they, you know, the Jamaicans, all my, my best friends are Jamaican, so I'm learning how to make oxtail and cabbage. and. And you know they so don't, don't hold any punches mm -hmm. for sure. So yeah, that's that's the process in my opinion. That's that's how what I've had. You know. Let's talk about your business though. Yeah, Chef Julian Brown Grilling and Catering. So it's a little wordy, but it lets you know exactly what I do. So it's perfect. Um, it's a mixture of things. I uh, I offer a few services. I do um, formal events. Uh, I'd like to cater, you know, big big events, weddings, birthday parties, stuff like that. Uh, private dinners are kind of my have been my more popular thing uh, as of recently. Um, just little small gatherings, you know, 15, 10, 15 people. I like that type of intimate setting. It really, like, it's once again the reason why I got into cooking, the whole family right, right. gatheringness of it um, is what attracted me. So I, I have that as well. Um, and then I got my, my baby, my, my candy, my the, the same grill that my father was making. He gave me pointers when I was making it over the summer of 2018. I, Craigslist, you. There's all these people that want to get rid of their oil tankers from their basement, 275 gallons. So I was like, you know, this one was empty. I took it off their hands, uh, sawed it open, burnt it out, uh, did, painted it myself, welded it. I found a, a good trailer, welded it to it, and kind of just, you know, I, I just jumped right into the game. So uh, I, I smile every time we talk about it. I know, it's yeah. just so I, something cool. Something I've I been just... wanting to do. No, I, yeah. I used to own a, a rotisserie pit. Yeah, yeah. One of the properties I used to own. But uh, I started seeing some of these going mobile, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's cool. Yeah. It's good, you know. Food. There's a whole food truck craze going on now, and, and it's kind of like another uh, version of that. Right. You could be rolling up. You know, you're you're the party. Uh, you could rent it out. You could show up. You have all your stuff prepped. I'm doing for the Filipino wedding in May. I'm, I'll be doing a whole pig, so a nice 80 pounder. We'll be we'll be roasting there for a while. Uh, but then it has the ability to be able to cook. Hot dogs and hamburgers and sausages. Right, right. I think I'd seen you at, at Seaside. Uh, you were doing an event. Yeah, I did an event for the police department. Um, they have a, having a fundraiser for one of their police officers who needed a surgery. So um, one of my my wife's cousin works uh, as a Bridgeport police officer. Reached out to me. I was like, Hey, I mean, you 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 get me the the food. I'll be there cooking it for you guys. You know what I'm saying? So. And hopefully the next time I get pulled over, I'll have a get out of jail free card. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, so that's, yeah. And so I've, you know, really the rotisserie, the chickens and the pigs, and I, I hooked up a, a motor to it. So, you know, with a little gear reduction so yeah. I could uh, spin it as fast or as slow as I want to. Yeah. Uh, smoke box so I could smoke stuff for long periods of time. Um, and even like, I could even cold smoke, which is you may, you have your smoker, but then you have a... A certain amount of distance that allows you to like smoke cheeses and things that you right. have, don't want to worry about melting. Melting, so, right. you know, like smoke gouda and stuff like that. So it's been fun. It's just been like really crazy. Um, you know, in addition to the the business, just working within uh, you know that, that in a corporate setting as well has has really helped to uh, just kind of teach me everything. I need to know. I'm not done learning, but it's teaching me everything. Right, right, right. for sure. Well, it seems like you have a really great uh, support group, like with your family and your friends and stuff. If you were going to help provide that support for someone else, what would be some pointers? Well, from a, I mean, from a business standpoint, you really just gotta, you gotta be in it. You gotta really completely commit to it because. Oh, there's talking with my hands. You gotta really commit to it because you know this is it's, if it's something you're really interested to do, you know you don't want to waste your time, you know, half stepping it. You know, I think Ron, who is it? Uh, Ron, Ron Burgundy. He says it's better to whole last one thing to half than half ass two things. So it's like kind of like that. Um, 
And then just, you know, organization-wise, um, my background, you know, being a former director uh, for a, a nonprofit, just like I went from running Excel spreadsheets and budgets and writing grants to now you have to really, you're applying this to yourself. This is, now you're looking to benefit yourself and you're really investing in yourself. So you want to be as, as on point as possible, your margins, every single thing. Like when I have, like say like with my website development, like I'll have all my price points laid out for people so they know, you know, mm -hmm. this is the market price. This is if you want three items versus four items. But uh, if on the surface you see a website that has these prices, but behind the scenes there's so much research and yep. development that goes into that just to make sure that you're, you're maximizing your dollars so that you can be sustainable you know going forward um, you know because there's a lot of businesses that get you know try and get off the ground and then it doesn't work out that way so um, organized passion you know obviously those are the real two things and you know just make good food yeah. <laughs> can, can you talk a little more about like pricing because i know like a lot of people are starting up especially in the food business have a hard yeah. time you know pricing their goods or just even trying to figure out how to compete with other yeah. markets so like how did you go about it's i mean you really have to take into account every you, the places you get the food from mm -hmm. obviously they that's you know sometimes it changes based on if it's seasonal you know market price things there's some things that are stay pretty pretty standard um but you really like if you're taking a plate and you're doing a consultation with like a, a, a couple and they want a, a wedding, you have to look at the plate that they're talking about and you have to see each cent and what you spent and what you're making and how much that plate really costs. So, you know, you know, sometimes you, you have to work and, you know, since since I'm brand new, I have to be competitive with these established, you know, catering companies. So I try and come in, you know, my margins might be low to begin with, but you know, you build up a reputation and that's how you kind of get the ball rolling. So we have to have some type of incentive to, to yeah. get their, to get their business. But uh, yeah, you just, you really, you have to look at every single item and cheese and meat and protein. Cause it all adds up before yeah, you know it. It really does. And I think, you know, we've had this conversation before, mm -hmm. uh, Chef Raquel, about, um, you know, there's places that you go to all the time, uh, like a restaurant depot, you can yeah. have your restaurant depot card. Some, they're really good for a lot of bulk and quantity stuff, but then there's other places that you just know that you know, oh, I can get this here. I don't, you know, I need to get a 15 gallon drum of ricotta. Right. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, but it's cool. And actually, I use there's uh, there's all types of tools online. Reddit has a whole bunch of like frugal cooking subreddits mm -hmm. and stuff you can follow. Um, there's a Mint app that my wife actually put oh, me onto. So you uh, mm -hmm. with with Mint, you just. Uh, is it no, I'm sorry, not mint. Oh, so I have mint Flip. for mint is for budgeting. Like, well, yeah. Mint, yeah, yeah, mint yeah. is good for budgeting, yeah. and that, that actually there, there there is a business uh, aspect to that. But Flip, uh, F L I P P, you type in any uh, item, and then it takes into account all the stores that are around you, any coupons. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah, it's real cool. So you could literally like put together an entire uh, grocery list, and it'll tell you where you need to go for each one. So yeah. I love that. That could be very helpful for special yeah. food entrepreneurs, not yeah. just food apps. Yeah, because no, I'm usually oh, driving sure. around comparing prices yes, and then like exactly. ha right having to write it down and guess what gas gas yes, yes, exactly yeah, you gas. so if, if you know you're going to be over here oh let me go stop by shop right because this mm -hmm. has all the things up that i need so uh, i think and they do have the circulars with the app that's as well cool. so it just gives you the coupons and like what to look at there too so you know little tools that's what i've learned you know along the way but all of it counts every single penny for sure so yeah. when did you start your sorry when did you um start your catering company so officially, I started in uh, June of 2018. Take another roll of tea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have <laughs> <another> sneaking. <laughs> sneaking the roll of tea. Oh, you too? Um, 
Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I officially started in June of 2018 because I mean that was my first real event, I mm -hmm. guess you could say. Uh, I did a wedding for about six, 60 or 70 people. A uh, nice little backyard wedding. It was like you know really low key. Um, I brought all all the plates and cutlery, and mm -hmm. you know in, in addition to in addition to you know cooking all the food, I like to kind of have a one-stop shop. I just re-upped all my all my supplies for for this season, so I have all new chafing dishes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But it was really cool. It was like a you know it was a stress test. Yeah. Because you know, it could have easily been like an 150 person wedding, but it was like a nice little 60, 70 person wedding. Uh, and once again, I got great feedback. Um, just being able to you know accommodate everybody and, and, and weather the elements so like my it was my first real time like being outside with that many people with that much of a formal menu mm -hmm. and like you know chafer dishes and sternos light one way inside versus outside so like I'm like one it's like playing whack-a-mole with sternos like trying to keep them lit and you know so it was a little it was a little learning curve but it's just you know adapting and overcoming and just making sure that you know don't whatever you do just don't crumble you know because right. you still you know the that kiss is too hot, then get out of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's one of those things. So. Yeah, a lot of original ideas, you know, when you start, you have this idea, and then along the way, mm. you get feedback or you know, something. Yeah. Um, tells you like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not doing it right, or I, I, you have an epiphany, it's like, oh, it's not the right thing, or I have yeah. to do something. Like, what is the biggest change since you started? Um, well, now? not, okay, so I actually, so I work, you know, I have my own catering company. Uh, I also partner with a, another caterer out of Fairfield. Um, uh, Susan Kane Catering, great, awesome lady. She has been, she is a rock star. She's been in the in the culinary field for like 25 years. So I actually, in addition to me, you know, learning what I need to learn on the fly, you know, because this is my first hand experience. So mm -hmm. I've only been doing this for a year officially as a caterer. Um, she's been doing it for a while, so I get to sit there with her and we go through plans. She, should, you know, I've met with some of the people that she's done consultations for. Um, just prep, set up, all these things. Sometimes, you know, I, for example, to, to answer your question, um, you know, I'll have my uh, supplies like all in house. Like I have my plates, my cutlery, and stuff like that. And that's good. That works sometimes. Sometimes the bride and groom don't want what you have to offer, mm -hmm. but she goes above and beyond, and she does all the renting for the people during their events as well. So, you know, you could take on a lot of the things and mm -hmm. and really like be the provider of all things, which sometimes might be a detriment to your actual food because you like everything's time time sensitive. But uh, yeah, like she'll cross connect the dots she'll go to abby tenton rental and do the renting for them she making it as easy as possible for, easy for, for for the people so i've learned that you know if you're not if, you, if there's something you don't have with you know that you're able to provide they will you know you can at least be the connecting dots to make their lives a little bit easier nice. so yeah and I've, I've actually used that uh what she has mm -hmm. bestowed upon me for for exactly that reason yeah. Can you talk about <clears throat> excuse me, um, some of the challenges that you had to face, whether it's uh, starting the business yeah. or in the field? Yeah, sure. Um, just, I mean, really, once again, it's just about how you adapt to Because you, once you're starting, this is a brand new thing. You know, you've, this is a business that you're taking on yourself and it's, it's, you're really reliant on your own success. So. Learning on the fly is is kind of the biggest thing. Um, you know, I've 
I've, I've done this, you know, maybe I've had maybe like four major events uh, where I'm talking like a, a hundred plus. So, you know, you just got to make sure that you're there and everything's on time. And uh, timeliness is kind of like the biggest thing. Just being prepared, like just the way you just the way you would prep for to make food. You have to prepare everything. Chef Raquel, I mean, you, you've showed me a lot of experience, you know, because this is not my original calling. But now I'm here and I'm just and I've been taking it on. So, um I would be remiss if I didn't if I didn't give kudos to Chef Raquel for all the all the work. I've literally seen her at the at the Taylor Center where we uh, used to work and we used to work together. And she'd you know have the kids there and you know there she's teaching them how to do things. And I'm taking more notes than the kids are. <laughs> I'm taking more notes than the kids are. So it's like you know you got to use like you know the the challenge is just really how much you retain and i feel like it's passion based like, because you know obviously if you if you care about it you're gonna really re like learn to remember it so um everything that you know she's she's taught i've learned uh where i'm at now in the corporate world um they have worked with me this whole time and i feel like every day is a learning experience mm -hmm. and i'll you know i'll i soak it up like a sponge last week they'll teach me how to how they want to brine something how they want to smoke something they have all their stuff in house and then I'll be like, oh, great, I get to use this for tomorrow. And then tomorrow it's 15 other things that I didn't learn. <laughs> so it's like, I guess I'll be using that in two weeks from now, you know? So uh, just making sure you, you really, you know, be, you're as well-rounded as possible. Um, and, you know, when the time comes, you just execute, really. Right. That's what it's about. <clears throat> How about in the starting a business side of things, uh, have you run into challenges or has everything's been pretty smooth sailing? Um, well, I mean, I've, I've had the, luckily I've had, you know, the opportunity to be able to, build the business how I wanted to um, I know like you know there are people that have investors and there's people that have these ambitious dreams which are completely which is completely understandable but capital is capital money's money sometimes you don't have the money to keep on reinvesting in your business and you have to go by by the pace of you know just life you might have to pick up a second job to be able to support your true passion um, so you know it's been it's been it's been great thus far, and I've been able to take some investment money and, and really, is that me? <laughs> and really, uh, and, and really reinvest it the way I've I've wanted to. So, um, but it's it's been once again just a, a big learning experience for sure, for sure. What I must say is like I love Julian's attitude. Um, you know, when you're working with so many, like I do a lot of teaching. You know, that idea of like wanting to teach someone who wants to learn. And he definitely like that modesty, that ability to say like, no, you know, you know, no matter how long you've been in the game, you're always learning. Mm -hmm. And the day that you think that you kind of reached that, you know, like that high overseas, then you've lost it because then like you're stopping yourself from continuing to grow, you know. So I really love his like ambition and like that feeling of like, no, I might not know it. But tell me about it, yeah. and I got it. You yeah, know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, there's a security there, but yeah. not overstepping the. Mm -hmm. You want to hear a crazy, funny story that that goes with that? This Arabiata, for example. So, working at the hedge fund that I work at, uh, he, you know, they, they kind of let the leash loose loose when they first start working with you because they didn't want to they don't want to just like trust you too much, and then you end up messing up the whole dish and then the whole you know, and then they have their investors mad at them. <laughs> so they're like, you know, hey, make this Arabiata. Like this is they want you to 
square off the eggplant and do this and that and saute this in this order and they just like whip it at you because these guys are like industry leaders and they're great people. So the first time I made the arabiata, I, uh, you're supposed to you know saute the garlic and onions and then you deglaze it with the red wine and, and then you add the eggplant. And I think the first time I added the eggplant and then added the red wine, so it like soaked it up and like the eggplant tasted just like table wine. Like it literally, <laughs> it like cute. just wasn't good at all. So bad. And it was like kind of too late. Like I was like, there's no way to like fix it. I just like let it sit there. So, you know, I seasoned it as best as I could. And, and then the chef looked at me, he's like, Oh, this is good, this is okay. And I was like, you don't have to lie to me. Um, and then he made it the next day and it was like, wow, okay, this is what it's supposed to be like. Oh. So, but to your point, I, you know, I've spoken to him about this. I'm like, since that day, like I, I know what I did wrong and I know I'm not gonna do it again. And I, I go home and I've made eggplant awesome. arabiata maybe like 20, 25 times. Like mm -hmm. just and make it's it. delicious. You just make it, you just make it and over and over again. And, um, and I brought it back to him and he's like, yeah, this is how it's supposed to taste. So it's like little things like that you have to learn and it's just like evolution, that's, you know? And just, that's where, you know. It strikes me that you're a student of this field. It's like yeah. you always want to learn and learn that, which is really very important in any venture that you For get sure. into. Yeah, and then, you know, I, and I've, I've wanted to, you know, get the formal education, um, you know, that was always, that was that was the plan. Mm -hmm. um, you know, leaving the, the industry, the nonprofit world where I formerly was working, that was my plan. Uh, but then I found a really good agency that gave me a really good opportunity to work underneath these chefs that one chef has one Michelin star, the other chef has two Michelin stars and they're world renowned chefs and they go all over the place. And it's just so cool. Like I'm like, I can't, I'm still trying to like make sense of this. If, if, is this real or not? You know, because it's, meant for you. it's, yes. it's just like, it, I, I auditioned with them one day and then the next day I'm, I'm there, you know, you know, 30, 40 hours a week and, um, and they're just teaching me. So it's like, this is my education. Um, you know, I've, I have you know certain techniques down, like down pack. I've obviously to get my business going and, and know how to do things like thus far. But every day is like I said, yeah, for sure. Well, I guess experience. it's also two way. They see that in you, like yeah. you are really yeah. wanting to learn and do something well, yeah. and persist. You know, very good doing. point. Like for example, that new client that I mean, yeah. you, you, a lot of us are stuck in our old ways. Like for example, Puerto Rican food. If you want good Puerto Rican food, you're gonna go to somebody who. Exactly. A, 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 a Filipino family or yeah. you know a new um, groom and bride are going to hire you to cook Filipino food yeah and so they must have seen something it's they trusted me yeah. I, and, and I just but at the same time I want to make sure I earn that trust so you know hopefully a couple days ago when I was making it for them that gave them a little because you know when the wedding starts to come and you know they start getting nerves, nerves and their mm -hmm. nerves they pop up at four in the morning like what did I forgot to plan everything you know mm -hmm. so I want to be the least worried you know problem that they have so um, if, if by creating something that's authentic and genuine does that then awesome I'm gonna make sure that I, I do that for you guys yeah yep in that example so normally they ask you to go that that's it be on mm -hmm. it's like what you're gonna do is go on the internet and find something a recipe but you did something else you went to an apple store learn from the people who make it right and then get more first-hand information so that's that's not something an ordinary person would do so there's something and you that you really want to do research research and development is fun it's like it's like crowd people crowdsource and get all this feedback and take polls and stuff and it's like you could just and like in you know the fancy that i had at her store it was amazing but had it been lacking something that i might have seen on on the internet you know, because I try and do like a consortium. I'm like, I'll, I'll look at YouTube videos, mm -hmm. I'll look at recipes, I'll compare it. And you know what kind of palette you're looking for, uh, you know, because that's what you want to present. And then you take the real life experience and then you kind of 
make make it one big like tailored to how you wanted to make it. Yeah, so for sure though, it's it's cool to research, you know. Take any asset, any any tool you can to learn, yep. and then and, and let it ride, let it ride for sure. Yeah. So cool. What chef? Who? What? Whether celebrity celebrity or or somebody in your life, what chef impacted you or who do you admire most? You know, I. Uh, well, besides Chef Raquel, obviously, I mean, that's a little, that's yeah. flattery will get me nowhere. So. <laughs> she finished the plate, so she that's what I sure did. Oh, I did it. Um, you know who I really like? Uh, Chef Marcus, uh, you Samuelson. know, Chef Marcus Samuelson. He has such a cool story, and I think it kind of, like, there's there's definitely par parallels. Um, uh, his, he's, he's Ethiopian born or, or Nigerian? I think it's I Ethi think Ethiopian. Ethiopian, right? yeah. West I think it's Ethiopian something. Yeah, so he's Ethiopian raised, but he was adopted and then was brought up in Sweden. So it's like you can't picture two opposite of cultures together. Mm -hmm. And but yet he, you know, with his story, he went back to his roots and he made food. Uh, his his cuisine was true to his his roots, but at the same time he's cooking Swedish food as well. So it's like mm -hmm. it's like in, in nature versus nurture. You know, he's really in touch with himself. And Ethiopian. I feel like I. Ethiopian, right? Yeah. So, and so he has Rooster, Red Rooster Harlem. Uh, he's just like really like whole. It's just like new wave. Like the way that his he presents his food and his techniques are amazing. But the flavor, you can just tell. You know, I've, I've I've eaten his food before, and it's just like this is unbelievable. Like the flavor he packs and the, the story that it tells and where you go. So I see that, and you know, I'm a, I like following all the chefs. So. He's definitely been one. Alex Atala, have you ever heard of Alex Atala? Literally one of the most badass people on the face of this earth. Just his story, he's like a rocker, punk rocker dude. He's tatted up, He's he took Brazilian cuisine um, and you know, Brazilian, when the French cuisine kind of became popular, like everyone's like, oh, like every, all the other cultures are on the back burner. Alex Atala, he was, you know, his Amazona, he, he brought the roots back, Brazil, he made, now he has like Doma, it's like the number four restaurant in the world or something like that. So, uh, it's just so cool, it's like to see him, um, he'll go fishing, he'll go dive and spearfish and then go make food on the beach and with fire. So, I'm kind of like, you know, that's why I like to roast pigs. <laughs> just, it's just some type of uh, primitive, primitive thing that it scratch that it itches, you know. Um, but you know, those are the chefs that I like. I like to uh, follow. But you know, that's... what's your favorite meal to cook? Oh boy, what's my favorite meal? Mmm. Okay. Well, meal, meal. I wouldn't say meal. I would just say thing, and that's steak. Oh, steak is kind of my my baby. I love different cuts. I love uh, different processes. Re reverse sear, sous vide. Um, just the the hot cast iron skillet if it's on a fire if it's under the broiler uh, there's a process to it and uh you know steak is just this nice you know this nice thing that is appreciated by a lot of people grillers and my wife <laughs> i was just gonna ask what's her favorite meal when you make it yeah uh what is her favorite meal? well she definitely likes my steak uh lamb you know obviously lamb chops you know it's like it's not, what do I, I can't even make anything fancy anymore because like lamb chops we make like once every two or three weeks and now she's like She's like freaking pampered over here, so uh, yeah, no lamb, lamb for sure. Um, and then you know, I but I love to cook for her family. And once again, like just 
you know, the cooking for the Latina culture. She's Puerto Rican and Cuban. Uh, Pinon, pastelon, um, depending on what you're calling it. Sweet plantains. See it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it's lasagna with, uh, instead of the pasta shells, it's uh, sweet plantain. So right. it's just like oh, very, it's just sweet and savory. Okay. So she likes that picadillo, uh, ropa vieja, you know, like that stuff like that. I just love cooking that. that and those are simple. Well, the, the picadillo is very yeah. simple to do, but very. so good. Yeah. Very. You let the, if you just, I mean, once again, you start honing things in. Like, so picadillo sometimes calls for uh, cumin, and it's just like, I don't know if I want, I don't like that really that much, you know? So you get the tailor, and she doesn't like that, so, but, you know, her family, I just love doing it. And her grandfather uh, passed away last year, but his, you know, I'd always make chicken francaise, and he, he's like a 100% Cuban guy, and he's eating chicken francaise with beets and corn and stuff like that, huh. so, but, you know, he likes that, so I'm going to cook it for That's him, right. you know? So. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice that blend of culture, sorry, where you can actually like, you know, yeah. share yourself and your story through it. By association, know? just like I learned, you know, it's, that's, I feel like that, there's no other way to show that you respect the culture, I feel like. That's and so right. like, because I, you know, you take the time to really learn all the f flavor profiles, the history that goes into it. And like you really, you know, it's like dedication. And if you can, uh, hopefully they'll appreciate it no matter what. But if it happens to be good, then it's like an extra element, you know what I'm right. saying? So. Have you ever read like the Flavor Bible? I think it is. Flavor Bible. Yeah. I've read the Flavor Matrix. Uh... No. I'll lend it to you. So oh, yeah. it, it kind of pairs all the things that go together. Yeah. You know, it's like this big ass encyclopedia. And it's it, pretty cool. Like acidity and, and like all this stuff. Yeah, right? like so you take a spice and it'll lead you to what pairs with that oh, spice, okay. so that you get those like profiles oh, yeah? from different. Mm -hmm. um, Cultures or you know, whatever uh, it is. I think you had one, right? Yeah, you saw it in, in your car. car as well. Have you ever, uh, like, Serious Eats, uh, Kenji Lopez, ever, like, ever mm -hmm. seen this guy? So he's, he kind of like, uh, and what's the other guy that does, like, the, the food lab where he, the, he's like American or Canadian where he, like, tests all the food and, uh, I can't. Is it the guy from America's Test Kitchen who moved over to milk? Yeah, I don't want to like be on my phone right now, but um, but yeah. So those guys, it's like cool because you really get to see like the, the exact process for like things. Chris, the, Chris something from Marcus Test Kitchen, no? Like that. But he, I mean, it just—you get to see Probably the not. best version. Like he'll tell you the best version to make if you want to make crispy potatoes and mm -hmm. boiling, like the science of it, like putting cornstarch. brown, huh? Brown. All in brown. So there's all. That's I don't know why. And Chris Kimball. Exactly. Yeah. Those, That's yeah. the so one from. They really like dive into it and they teach about the science and right. then you you know it provides a whole new experience to it. So, but and I feel like you know going back to family, you know my mother. So it's it's funny. It's like it's like, I feel like it's like this is meant to be. My mother's maiden name is Esposito, and the history behind that is uh, Esposito used to be the name that was given to children that. Uh, lived in orphanages from all over Europe. Huh. So they used to live in uh, what they would call Esposito houses. So you have this, you know, you have this area where you have this place where all these people are coming from different backgrounds and they have to respect each other's spaces. And in addition to that, Esposito was the guy who made the first pie for the Queen Margarita uh, in Italy. So that's like when pizza started becoming a thing in like the late, you know, in the mid uh, 1800s. Uh, Antonio Esposito made a pie, the margarita pie, and he made the colors of the of the of the Italian flag, basil sauce, mozzarella, and kind of like thrusted pizza into the forefront. So I feel like there's just like some ties that I, you know, I feel like I just need cool. to follow out, you know, and I, and that's the whole worldliness of it, you know. So it's, 
kind of like the, my little mantra and ideology of things, but it's, it's been fun this far for sure. Where do you see yourself in five years? Five years. Well, five years I see every week booked with an event of some sort. Like my like my my former like my lady over here, Miss Miss uh, Raquel, for sure. Um, five years, definitely. Just learning every single thing there is to know, all the techniques, and just be well-rounded. Um, and you know, hopefully in the future, if a storefront or if a restaurant presents itself, uh, that would be amazing. So I would love to have a, like a new American Italian style type eatery place where it's like half fancy half not <laughs> you know just long long wooden tables dimly lit everyone's sitting down family style you know like and and, and they're just eating what we're giving them and, and they're liking it so uh, gluten-free or not or vegan or not <laughs> for sure that's another challenge for uh just dietary restrictions for sure because that's like you know, you're, you're, you have to make a whole, you know, all this food, quantity, 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 and then you have to stop to make it how they, how uh, someone that might be vegetarian, pescatarian, uh, but you have to, that just comes with the territory. There hasn't been one event that I've done where there hasn't been uh, a food restriction. So, but, it, and that's an extra challenge because you really have to still be able to produce that flavor, but now you're doing it, you know, health conscientious, substitution, health conscientious. Yeah. Like I've made pizza with mozzarella, Almond flour, cream cheese, Good job. and like in in lieu of you know everything gluten and, and flour and stuff like that. So I mean, it, um, it's scary. I mean, just the other day I was talking to a coworker of mine and um, telling his daughter is um, allergic to like treats, like mm-hmm. cashews, mm-hmm. and um, he found himself going back and forth with a with a, with a, a waiter, waitress, because she was unsure. I mean, you could tell yeah. that she he he just wasn't. You can feel safe if, you're, if they're unsure, then they probably shouldn't even yeah. right. not so, even take the chance. You know, so, I, I eventually, you know, another waitress came over and helped and assisted, and they got what they needed. But it's like it's just scary, like, yeah, you know, it's a life because you have to think about even the type of oil they're using, it's that oils, yeah. peanut oil, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and that's one that you take into account because you know, that's yep. if there's not there isn't one element, there's not one thing that would sideline a business then something like that there's somewhere to go wrong allergic reaction and that's your name there's safety safety issues and you know, your insurance like you just it could really just completely destroy you right you know so that's that's obviously something you gotta work and out that's not out. the worst i mean life could be lost life yeah. a million percent you know so but always gotta be be conscious of everything so but if you don't give me any food restrictions we're gonna be cooking with fat and butter and salt <laughs> and stuff like that so I'm, you know, i like to cook for flavor unfortunately <laughs> it works out yeah. I had a question. Yeah. <laughs> I had a question. Um, what advice? So, so we we try to like cater to you know. I mean, we, we hope we, we have listeners from mm. all sorts of listeners, but um, those who are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur yeah. in the food industry or you know what advice can you give them kind of like give them a push or you know yeah so it's going back to you know for chef Raquel's experience uh, to see both of you know to see the, the kids grow up uh, in an area that might not be the best to grow up in uh, on the east end of Bridgeport it's considered a food desert uh, there's no healthy resources whatsoever and then you have the shining lights coming into our building to, to cook for our children and, and teach them essential life skills uh, teach them how to eat healthy um, and hopefully get some of them on board to want to turn this into something that they end up loving and, and doing so 
Uh, I, when, uh, when, we're, when we're cooking for these guys, you know, I tell them this, this, is a, this could be a, uh, a life skill, this could be a job, this, you know, if you want to impress somebody, this could be something that you could do to do that. So there's so many reasons to do it, uh, but you just actually have to see it out. Uh, and the other thing I would say is um, just when it, in regards to pace, everyone lives at their own pace and everyone, you know, has their own missions that they're trying to achieve. So, I mean, don't be, don't be, the, the, what's the word I'm looking, distraught if, um, if someone over here is accelerating at a, at a rate faster than you are. You know, you have to really just, as long as you have the passion, as long as you have the ability to do it, uh, take your time and if you have the, and if you really do love it, it'll manifest itself. So, and that's kind of, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm lucky, I don't know if I'm speaking from experience, but this is just my experience, you know? But, uh, but I've seen, I've seen the, the shimmer in, in the eyes of the kids that, they, that do love it uh, and you know that that's going to take them far. So I'm just I'm humbled, deeply humbled and I'm just happy to be, you know, doing what I could say I love every day. It's it, awesome. It, that, that, that message, like, yeah. I, it resonates with me because, you know, I find myself, you all do, right? So some of the barriers, some some of the stuff that delays your your no. progress or whatever. But like, it reminds me of a post that I posted. It was uh, with Michael Myers. He's like, "I'm not gonna find it." Um, it talks about you know, I'm gonna go at my own pace because what I learned from Michael Myers, oh my everybody can so run. <laughs> Him walking at the pace, he He's still managed still to kill people. You. Still gonna get you, and you're gonna trip and you're gonna trip and fall, which also happens in the Michael Myers movie. So. I have this. I have this post, and if I mean, if, if I could read this, I posted this a while back as well, and it just it, to talk about you know pace and, and finding yourself. But uh, it says New York is three hours ahead of California, but that doesn't make California slow. Someone graduated at the age of 22, but waited five years before securing a good job, and someone became a CEO at 25 and died at 50, uh, and then another CEO became a CEO at 50 and lived to 90. Uh, someone is still single while someone else will get married. Obama retired at 55 and Trump started at 70. Everyone in this world works based on their time zone. People around you might seem to be ahead of you and some might seem to be behind you, but everyone is running their own race and their own time. Do not envy them, do not mock them. They are there in their time zone and you are in yours. Life is about waiting for the right moment to act, so relax. You're not late, you're not early, you're very much on time. I love it. Yeah, I love and, that that's very good. Yeah, so I mean, like when you hear it like that, it's kind of... My no. blood pressure went down when I read that post. Yeah. It really did. I was like, okay. Maybe not, not as in, in, inspirational as it is. <laughs> but my, <laughs> oh, Michael Myers. Mine said, Michael Myers taught me a valuable lesson. <laughs> Don't worry about how fast everyone around you is moving. If you're determined, just move at your own pace and you'll kill shit every time. There we go. <laughs> yes. I like that one better. <laughs> you got that one again. So Julian, to, um, we're coming to a close. Um, tell people how can they follow you? Yeah, uh, so I have an official Instagram, Chef Julian Brown <laughs> at Chef Julian Brown. Uh, I have a regular Instagram, but I think I post more on my regular Instagram than I do that. I have like three posts on my on my professional one. Um, I just bought the domain name for ChefJulianBrown.com, yes. so I'm not I'm not like Google site slash dot dot seven 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 two 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 two. And yeah, I mean, I'm in, you know, I uh, JulianBrown0712 at Gmail. Um, I'm, I don't know, should I give out like my address and phone number and like the list of my top three favorites? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want them to find? So if, for, for business reasons? For business, yeah, for sure. I mean, my Instagram, uh, once again, all my links are in my 
files to my to my site, so you can look at all the services that I offer, my my menus. Um, you know, I have a giant listing of all my hors d'oeuvres, all my entrees, all my desserts, and stuff like that. But um, you know, I'm very flexible. That's just like a guide. If there's something that you know people would like to see made uh, be possible, I can cook that for them. I can make it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really it. And I do, you know, in addition to doing uh, private dinners and weddings, I do uh, meal prep and, uh, and, and you know, private dinners and home cooking and stuff. Do you do Facebook at all? Uh, I don't have like an official Facebook, which I probably should have, but I never did Facebook. But Instagram has kind of been my medium for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah, kind of like the meat and potatoes of, of, of it. You just got the pictures and the posts and, and all the links that you need, so. And you say you're working on a website, right? That's coming up. The website, is, the website is up and running. Okay. So cool. yeah, the link uh, at Chef Julian Brown, um, you will be able to see my, my, my site, ChefJulianBrown.com. Cool. Um, any um, upcoming events, any plugs, any shout outs? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I got a few events coming up, you know, and we, we we're talking, uh, the viewers can't see, but I have a torn Achilles right now, so uh, I, I kind of was sidelined for a little bit, but now I have all, you know, it's getting nice route, um, the dinners will be flowing, I have two weddings, uh, May, June, um, yeah, and then and all in between, just things, you know, things pop up sporadically, but then I'll also be working with uh, uh, another caterer as well, so. I always like to lend a helping hand to, to local local people. So shout out to the late night public show. That's that's my shout out for giving me this amazing opportunity. Seriously, Thank guys, you. I'm honored. You're awesome. Thank you for Truly honored. Thank you. Real. Anything going on in your life right now? Nothing much. I'll drink more cider. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, throughout the, your social media. Yep. So follow me at Love the Cake Snacks and Instagram. Cool. Marsha. Um, you can still follow me at Love Breakfast with the underscore at the end, and there's nothing going on right now. For me, it's uh, Instagram, a pinch of salt cooking, and this weekend is the third uh, annual Civics 101 workshop. And um, on Sunday at 2 o'clock, Lauren from downtown um, Bridgeport, I am sure there'll be a couple other cool people will be doing an entrepreneurship type of um, panel. Dave's Angry Sauce, at, at Dave's Angry Sauce, at uh, Instagram, same handle for Facebook, and you can find me or visit my website, davesangrysauce.com, um, you can place your orders, you can order uh, you know, some cool t-shirts, hats, and the hot sauce, of course. I'm loving your slogan. Yeah, right. Bottling, bottling uh, lot of <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, my wife came up with that. That was yeah, that was that, awesome. Got to give a that's props. That's a good one. That's yeah. good. Bottling love since 2017. Actually, I've been bottling up for many years. <laughs> <laughs> that's available to you now. <laughs> that's that's the Dr. Phil podcast. Yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick shout out to um, one of our own uh, Manny. Uh, we're thinking about you. He had a loss in the family, so um, that's why he couldn't be here. And that's um, I think that's it. Uh, anybody else have any plugs? No? That's right. Cool. Uh, well, thank you, listeners. Thank you for joining us. Remember, we post every other Mondays. Actually, we'll be back next Monday with a new guest. Uh, we snuck a, a guest. <laughs> we, we do every other week, every, every other Mondays. But uh, we got a Kelvin Ayala. He's got a few things going on, so we'll be interviewing him uh, next Saturday. So. Yeah, tune in. Tune in. Uh, thank you for listening. Night. Yeah. Peace. Night. Peace. Peace.
Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Sure to join us next time. This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production.